all men dream, but not equally. Those who dream by night in the dusty recesses of their minds wake in the day to find that it was vanity. But the dreamers of the day are dangerous men, for they may act their dream with open eyes. Welcome back to another episode of Dreamers of the Day podcast. Tuning back in, Dreamers, we have a special guest here with us today uh, from the Cult Dow. Uh, he's Internet Dollar, and he's going to be talking to us a lot about the project and um, really just getting uh, in depth a little bit more on it. I'm sure you've seen their posts on Twitter. They're taking over. So, um, you know, with no further ado, go ahead and introduce yourself and, and what you do for, for Cult and how long you've been in crypto, Internet Dollar. So I have been in crypto since 2012. October 13th is when I bought my first Bitcoin. Wow. Um, I found Bitcoin when I was living in India at the time. I was actually looking to see how I can get some pot. And I called my buddy, <laughs> called my buddy who was Canadian. He was like, yo go to the Bitcoin meetup. I'm sure you're going to find something there because this was when Silk Road was up and running and stuff. So I went and then like I learned about Bitcoin that day and I met a lot of cool people who are still my friends to this day. I did score the pot um, <laughs> and then I ended up taking over that meetup and we grew it to the largest Bitcoin meetup on meetup.com. But so now it's still one of the top 10 and that's in Bangalore, India. Wow. So... My, my background is finance. I used to work for banks on Wall Street. And then in 2008, I left and I went to go do some like brick and mortar stuff. I tried to get into retail. I tried to do um, like environmentally friendly products, export, import. And that's why I was in India at the time. But when I found Bitcoin, I'm like, okay, this is good. It's, it's really going to change the world for a better place. I understood it relatively quickly and then you know when you understand bitcoin that light bulb goes out over your head and then you just don't look back right yeah. so am i btc maxi yes in the sense that if bitcoin fails every other coin will fail also does that mean that other coins cannot be successful no 100 percent. tons of coins can be successful but if bitcoin stops working it is in my opinion that the entire crypto market crashes, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from. I didn't really start investing in other coins. Like I had a ton of Ethereum. I used to work for the Ethereum Foundation when they first started, you know, getting their light before they even launched the coin. They had to put out blog pieces, they had to hold meetings, and I was doing marketing work for them. Wow. And I got a ton of Ethereum. But I did not believe. So I also had my own business doing marketing for other coins. I started operating some coin websites and helping people in conferences. 
And, you know, I was just selling that Ethereum at like $2.70, to pay for bills. Um, so that was like one lesson I learned early on, you know, understand what you own. Don't be a hater of other coins because, you know, other coins will find their place just like there's other races in the world, right? We have Indian, we have Chinese, we have white people. You're going to have other coins. Each of these coins is going to have a niche. Could that niche be a multi-billion dollar market cap? 110% it can be. And Ethereum has found a niche, right? It's found a really great niche being the number one smart contract provider. On top of Ethereum, you have tons of coins being built, Cult being one of them, right? Then you have Ethereum's competitors, Solana, EOS, which I was an early investor in. You have Polkadot. Um, why I like Ethereum is it's the most decentralized out of all of them. People complain about the gas, but what they don't realize is that gas and the cost to do business on Ethereum is what makes that network so secure. Do I think Ethereum 2.0 will launch? No, I don't. I think that we're going to stick in this proof of work, semi-proof of work area we're in now, um, which is a good thing in my opinion. Now we have all these coins that are staking. SHIB, I was very early into SHIB and I started for the first time, I started staking and playing around in DeFi. Um, now, once you get the feeling of, okay, you know, I did really well in another altcoin, you, you kind of just don't turn that off, right? So I've always been active since SHIB and I've been looking and I'm in Telegram groups. And one day, one of my buddies invited me to this group. I think it was called Autist Wealth Management. And somebody talked about <laughs> cult. <laughs> yeah. Somebody talked about cult. Like, I don't know, it could have been a 12 year old, it could have been a 13 year old. There was no reason for me to even like, it wasn't coming from a trusted source, right? Mm -hmm. So this is for your listeners out there. Like, you just don't know where the tip is going to come from. Don't judge that tweet. Don't judge, like this podcast could be giving you the biggest tip. Like you just don't know, right? It's not always going to come from Gary Vee. Yeah. So I did that and I took a position in cult when it was like in 1 million market cap. And then I was like, okay. Then it went to like 2 million. Then it went to 3 million. And I'm like, okay. So then I paid, started paying attention because in my experience, in 10 years of crypto, you don't really pay attention until you own the token, right? You like to talk yeah. about it, you add it to your watch list, but until you have the wallet, it's in your wallet, like you're not in the Telegram group 24 seven, you're not on the Reddit and you're not in their Discord. So I did that and then I quickly joined Cult's Telegram group, the Discord group. Um, I jumped in, started following all the people on Twitter to get a feel for the coin. And then like fast forward a week later and it's a 20 million market cap. And I'm like, oh shit, this is running away from me. So I really aped into it at 20 million market cap. Um, and then I aped in again at 38 million market cap. And, you know, I think it went up to, I think 200 million. And wow. I, sell, I haven't sold a token because my experience from SHIB told me was look on the way up, you're gonna go up you know, thousands of percents, but it has to have this cool down period, right? Mm -hmm. But if you really believe in that token and if you see a future in the token, community is active and if it's not a pump and dump, then it is going to go back up again. And so now we're, we're, we're in that kind of area with cults right now. I mean, it's so short, right? It's so silly to say where we are, where it's going, but cult, 
you know, if you look at the chart, it mooned up, crashed. Now we're down like 85% from its high. And we're kind of in this holding period before we moon up again. But during that crash to where we are now, like I've seen so many things to keep me in the coin, right? Like I'll cut my losses if I don't believe in it anymore. But all I see is more people joining the Discord, more real conversations taking place, more people joining the Telegram group, more real conversations taking place, more Twitter people following me on Twitter, more real conversations on Twitter taking place. I've seen some real live events being planned. And the holders are growing on the blockchain. Like I think it went from 9,000 at all time high to we're almost at 16,000 holders right now. Wow. The coin has only gone down in value since then. So that is the most bullish signal, right? As we're sideways or going down in price, holders are increasing. Mm -hmm. I, I, cannot under, I cannot understate, overstate how bullish that is for a coin. And with cult, the whole, okay, so let's back up. What is cult? Yes, yeah, let's, let's talk about cult, it. Cult is a DAO. What is a DAO? A DAO is a decentralized autonomous organization. How is cult DAO different from, you know, the thousands of other DAOs out there? The thing with cult DAO is the contracts are renounced, meaning they can never be changed. The function of this token can never change forever, ever, ever, because the contracts are renounced, meaning they can't make any changes anymore. The founder of Cult locked his liquidity or her liquidity, because we don't know who the founder is, locked his or her liquidity up for 265 years. So it's not a greed play. It's not a rug pull, right? And that's one of your biggest concerns with tokens. So there's a real heart and there's a real mission behind this token. And this token is basically, and people will say it's different things, but to me, it's a decentralized venture capital firm. And we are given guidance to invest in other protocols, tokens, or people with 13 ETH at a time. And none of that, and it, can, it can't be stopped. It's all automated. So how does that happen? The top 50 holders of cult who are staking their cult are the only people who can write to the blockchain and put up a proposal. So anyone who's a top 50 wallet holder can submit a proposal for investment. Everyone else who's not a top 50 holder are the ones who will vote yes or no. So there's a five day period. So let's say I'm a guardian in cult, right? Somebody approaches me and says, look, I have this really cool decentralized protocol. You know, I'm going to build a algo stable coin and this is how it works. And I want to give cult, uh, I'm coming to cult for 13 ETH for X amount of tokens when we launch. So we work together, we write the proposal, put it up. And now let's say the many in cult decide to vote for it. So now they voted for it and it passes. So I spent 70 bucks of gas, 80 bucks, depending on what the gas fee is that, that day wrote this proposal to the blockchain. Then all the many people who are staking their cult 
connected their wallets to the blockchain, and then they saw this proposal and they either approved or rejected. So they approved it. So now when the proposal is executed, which is another click of the button, who anybody can press as long as they're connected, doesn't have to be the guardian, 13 ETH worth of cult is now dispersed to project receiving wallet address. Okay, okay. So, yeah. So let me ask you this then. How, if let's just let me take it back a little bit. So, if a project approaches Cult Dow, right, and says, we have this idea that we want, you know, to get funded, then how does, how does that work? Does the consensus have to happen beforehand and then the proposal is sent? Or is it individual? And then it goes to a vote, like you said, and then everyone can reject or approve that. It doesn't have to be approved beforehand to even get to the voting stage. To get to the voting stage, yeah. Basically, it's that's not democracy. Anybody okay. in the top 50, like I could submit a proposal that has no support at all and just uh, gotcha. Okay. So anything can go to the voting stage without anyone's permission. Gotcha. Okay. That makes a little more sense. But generally, like, and I've seen it happen. Some guardians have done that, but usually those will get voted down because it's like, well, you didn't really approach them. They never workshopped it in the Discord. Nobody had a chance to ask questions. And, you know, five days is not giving a lot of people a lot of time, right? Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be bad actors. So I assume that, you know, a majority of the proposals that pass would have been workshopped properly, had some time to discussion before they were submitted, right? Okay. Gotcha. So then, yeah, there, okay, that's, that's good to know. Because if, you know, if you could propose... Um, depending on how many proposals are um, done every five days, or if it's just every five days, like continually, then I was thinking like if a, a guardian or somebody could put forth an idea or a proposal for maybe a side project of their own and, you know, just take 13 ETH, you know, is there anything stopping that or besides the vote? Is there just like a trustless platform between the the guardians and the um, community? Like, are you saying, could I just fund myself? Yeah, essentially, right. Yeah, I could totally fund myself, but then it, it would be like, a, it wouldn't be a long con. It would be like, I would have to jump ship right away, right? Mm-hmm. That's true, like, yeah. Right now, to become a guardian costs 200,000 bucks. Oof. So 13 ETH is but like 20,000 right now. Yeah. Right. So it's like, are you so gonna yeah, spend, it's not... yeah, you're going to spend $200,000 to steal 13 ETH. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. You guys heard that you're listening that it doesn't make sense. So there's uh that's something off the checklist of questions that, you know, I, I had. So, but let's take it a step further. Cause some of your listeners may be smart. Could I fund my friend's projects? And can I keep funding my friends' projects over and over again and they could give me a kickback on the side? Yeah, that's very possible. But there are so many sleuths in the call down, people who are like concerned about treasury funds, that they look into these things and they, you know, they look into these projects and they look at they look at the they plot map the Ethereum wallets and they see who holds this stuff. So, you know, people can figure it out if somebody is funding their friends and whatnot. Mm, yeah, that's true. And plus. 
after you do that two or three times and those projects aren't successful, then nobody's going to trust your proposals that you submit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's that's a good way of looking at it. And um, especially when, in this space, it, it takes, you know, a lot for, uh, especially with, particularly with what's, you know, happened with like Luna, we'll bring them up. It, it's like, it, it takes a lot to to trust people now but if you're building a platform that's truly you know trustless then that that's good i i think that's a good thing i think it's it's also a good thing that um the person who created it whoever they may be you know locked all the funds all their funds so like you said it's not a greed grab it's just up to the community and the the guardians to make it work and it's also like this machine is infinite right like it can never be stopped so so let's tell your let's tell your listeners how do we get the money to give people 13 ETH? basically every time any cult is moved from address to address or anytime someone sells or buys cult 0.4 percent of that transaction will go straight to the treasury right so every time that treasury gets filled up we just you know we can dump that ETH. right now it's got close to 700 ETH in it wow hey google What's 700 divided by 13? 700 divided by 13 is approximately 53.85. So that's like 53 projects currently that we could fund with a 13 ETH position, right? Mm -hmm. So it's really an infinite machine. Now, when those projects pay back, if they pay back, because some may fail, some Mm -hmm. may be charity, but if the whole intent was that they pay back, Let's say if that 13 ETH goes to 130 ETH, so 65 ETH will go to the burn wallet, meaning so did they come back with their profit of 130 ETH, right? Mm -hmm. Now they have to buy 130 ETH worth of cult. So they're buying the cult, bringing up the price of cult, driving our chart up, and then 50% of that, they're going to send to the burn wallet. And the other 50% of that, they're going to, distribute to everybody who has been voting and staking their cult Mm. so it's really like hyper deflationary Um, now it's entirely automated except for the point of where that that 13th of cult is sent to a wallet address and then we have to wait for that return to come back right Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like we let a bird out of the cage and this is the this is the experiment this is where do we trust our fellow man? Do we trust people to be making the right decisions? Are humans good people? Because, you know, if we're finding out that, you know, 20, let's say if we funded, we funded 49 proposals, let's say if 49 of those proposals have, are successful, but none of them decide to pay us back, then, it, then, then it, that's a saying, that's, that's not a failure of our protocol. That's a failure of humans. Yeah. Right. Um, so there's a lot of defensive arguments to that. Like, basically, we have 17,000, we're approaching 16,000 holders, almost 17,700 stakers and holders. So, you know, we'll get to 100K. SHIB has a million holders. Like, does a company or a startup really want to attract that much wrath and hate? from everybody who's involved in our DAO, right? Because we can get very loud in social media. We can get very loud, you know, on the internet and make shitty YouTube videos about somebody's product. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like if you're taking the money, you know, 
give it back. And I'm not too yeah. worried about that. I think that especially anybody who's playing around in Web3, I think the people taking the money from us get it. Um, yeah, there, there may be some bad actors, but it'll be few and far between in my belief. Yeah, that's that's good good to know. So the amount that is being staked then, that's also my my question, was a question, but over that makes sense. Over 65% of this circular of this token is staked i've never seen anything like that yeah that's massive it's massive not even that much ship is staked and that's paying interest like our interest like people like oh they they, they come from DeFi and they see compound and they see uh, uh avax and uh recently um anchor protocol i mean our staking is very different to be honest you're not getting paid. On, it's like a venture capital firm, right? So you don't get paid on a weekly, monthly, daily basis. Like you will either make a big payout or you'll get like a few small payouts every now and then. It's still very sporadic. Mm. So it's more stable then in that case. It's not, you're not guaranteeing any kind of set amount of returns, which would then be unsustainable. Yeah, we're not guaranteeing any returns. The the, I should say, not we, the smart contract doesn't guarantee any returns at all. So what's posted on the site is we have had payouts and basically that's just a run rate of if you would stay called from X amount of time, what the APR is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause I I read that and it it did say, um, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it talked about, you know, it, it could be, you know, an amount like essentially saying like it could be a lump sum amount or you could get small payouts or, you know, it's all dependent. So that that helped put my mind uh, at ease, too, and in looking into the the project. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening or a lot of people who are going to or holding it right now will be happy knowing that there's no 20 um, percent, you know, quote unquote guarantee because that's not sustainable when millions of people start, you know, jumping in and, and with 65% staked, you know, it, it's, it's clear you guys thought, uh, or the contract, the smart contract was uh, made thinking about sustainability, which is awesome. Um, how, if I can ask, how do you think the, the word got out uh, that I, I'm always really curious about the um, effect of these projects and how people find them on social media. Cause all of a sudden, like my feed is, it just blew up. I saw so many, so many uh, dollar sign cult um, posts and it just like all of a sudden randomly, I'm like, where'd all these people come from? There's hundreds and hundreds. Do you have, uh, is there like some sort of uh, system that was set in place, or is it kind of just word of mouth, very organic growth? I mean, cult launched in February, right? And I didn't like it was flat. Like I didn't own it in the beginning, but I look at the chart, and it was flat, if not down, from the pre-sale. So all of a sudden, it just started taking off big time. And how that happened, I don't know. Like. Maybe it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. Maybe the right people heard about it on Twitter. Um, but the word got out. And I think the manifesto has a lot to do with it. So yeah. for me, it was like, look, I spent a lot of time on cult. I'm a guardian for it. 
uh, no one's paying me and I'm very like invested in the token emotionally and financially because I believe in the cause of decentralization. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people like they're out there like me. And I think that the manifesto speaks to enough people where they're very vocal about it, right? You're always going to have investors. You're always going to have passive people. But the thing with cult is it's really drawing a very rabid crowd of people who see a lot of things wrong with the world, right? Yes. And so, and, and, our, and our dev, Modulus, is, you know, he thinks like me too. Like, I could have written that manifesto. And so basically, it's like, you know, we promote things into decentralization. We promote the arts. And we all want to fuck the central banks. So I think, I think just any Bitcoiner will tell you that's why they got into Bitcoin, right? Because mm-hmm. they just saw that the money supply was not fair. It's not right. And cult is kind of like the ERC twenty that harnesses that that uh, that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, I got that when I read the manifesto too. I thought it was pretty cool, and uh, the way it it was set up, and then the ending person, whoever wrote it, you know, was like, "It's it's for the people." I'm very tired, and you know, I'm. I'm like, I'm, I'm done. It just, it is what it is now. It's up to the people. So um, that whole thing is really cool too. I think, you know, that has some to do with how many people are getting involved. And like you said, the community being so, you know, rabid in terms of uh, accomplishing um, decentralization. I think that has a whole lot to do with it. Having, having a, a face behind it kind of, throws things off um, in terms of people feeling like things are truly decentralized if we learned anything from Satoshi. So, and it is cool that, you you know, you're funding all these projects and I've seen on Twitter, like so many of these uh, individuals, I don't know if they're guardians or not, um, but they're, they're rooting for other projects, you know, because the more uh, decentralization there is, the more tokens or coins, whatever there is, you know, that, just empowers people more to move away from banks. So I, I think that that is really cool. And you guys may have made a vehicle for, or the creator, whoever, Correct. whoever that Another may be. The creator did it. Yeah. They created a, a vehicle for people to invest in people. And that's should be what, you know, crypto and web three is, is all about. So that is that that's really cool. Um, how do you feel that, uh, how do you feel the system will, will play out towards the end? You, you mentioned, um, trusting people to, you know, pay back and that is what web three is about. I, I completely agree. And I trust, you know, all the people that I've met for sure. Um, a hundred percent, there's a lot of good people doing a lot of good things. Where do you see cult uh, in the next, you know, three years, two years? What do you, what do you I'm, think? I'm an optimist. So I do think that people will pay back. The biggest risk I see is us losing track of our investments. Like we've already funded 49, our portfolio has 49 different investments that we've made and we're less than three months old. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so February, huge. March, April, May, we're four months old. So I would think that like we need to get 
the DAO itself needs to get things in place. Like we have nowhere else to look but ourselves. So we have to come up with some dashboard reporting, some mechanisms to keep track of our investments, which is all being talked about in Discord. It's not like none of us know this issue, um, but these things will happen. And if we find out that some of these guys are not paying back or if, if our bad debt is higher than we're comfortable with, there's nothing stopping us from making us so instead of doing a gentleman's handshake we can actually put some real paperwork behind each of these deals if we wanted to go in that direction mm -hmm. right oh, that's like yeah. people can dox themselves many of the guardians are publicly known so um i'm speaking at the eth barcelona conference in july to six so then it's kind of like my coming out party a lot of people will know who i am personally right yeah so I think that, you know, yeah, then it's a matter of getting lawyers, getting the right paperwork in place. I hopefully don't, I don't want to think about that. I hope we don't have to go in that direction. But does that mean cult fails if people don't pay back? No, it doesn't fail. It just means we get tighter on how we disperse our money. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that's smart. I And, you know, I, I am with you. I'm an optimist too. I think you know, most people in this space, despite a few bad actors, have good intentions. So I, I think it'll personally, I think it'll work out. Um, where do you how how do you see the project growth going in the next two years? Let's say um, the the market picks back up in 2024. Uh, where do you see Colt Dow? Do you see that as something that that breaks out? and is well within like you know the let's just say top 500 or, or people are talking about it more where do you see what, what's the end goal or where do you see cult in the next two years in terms of um, um like decentralization in terms of project funding in terms of growth um so i think when we hit a bull market in crypto in general I honestly believe cult will be a top 20, if not top 10 coin. Wow. That is wow. Yeah. Okay. That's wow. That's a lot of belief. I like that. I always like that. No, I definitely nice. have conviction with my purchases. Um, and I'm, I, I, I just know the community, like I'm really a good judge of communities and the cult community is not toxic. They don't always talk about price. They're doing things. There's builders in there. People are helping each other. There's a lot of women involved in the cult community, which is unusual. So mm -hmm. I, I just feel like the makeup of this community is really good. It's still this whole entire 80% drop in price is great because a lot of new people are getting in at a great price. Um, so they're not going to be selling. And I just, and if we know that a lot of people didn't sell at the last all time high, they're not going to sell at the next one. So I definitely think that um, if, if we have like a couple of big successes in terms of investments we've made that the press picks up on, and we talk about, yeah, I think we're going to moon very quickly. Um, we don't need those successes just because the fact that every time we fund an investment, 2.5 ETH worth of cult is burnt. So it's still deflationary either way. The mm -hmm. investment returns are all cherry on the top. Um, but, you know, people talk about community, right? And what's the utility of a token? And like, I'm living and breathing the utility of cult every day. Like I work five to six hours a day in the Discord and on the Telegrams talking to people about cult and sniffing out different investments. 
and talking to other guardians and hold, holding Twitter AMA spaces, doing this podcast with you now. So why do I do this? Not because I'm sitting here waiting for a product to launch. The product has been launched. It was launched from day one, right? We have, mm-hmm. we have functioning utility right now that's a public good that anybody can use in the world. You don't need to ask for any permission. Um, you know, to have a say, yes, you need to hold, you need to hold call to vote, but to ask for money, you don't need to have it, right? So, I mean, I, I just, I think DAOs, DAOs are like the next meme coin. So we've mm. had this whole meme coin phase with all these e-news and mm-hmm. lots of scam tokens on ERC-20s. And that, 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 that's fine. They're phases. Every one of these phases brings in new crypto people. And that's great because once you get the crypto bug, you never leave, right? Yeah, that's true. So <laughs> I think we're also headed into the DAO phase. Um, the next thing is going to we're going to see a lot of DAOs explode, and Cult is very positioned to be there. You know, like Mount Gox, everyone remembers Mount Gox, but like yeah. everyone always forgets Mount Gox brought so many people into Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, that's that is true. That is true. Even as bad as as that was, you know, it, it did. And um, I was even though I was here in 2016, I that was before I, I got into it, but that was one of the things I read you know, before, um, really getting involved. And I was like, Oh, well, I'll make sure not to, you know, put all my coins in in one place, (laughs) but, you know, reading about it is what got me there. Yeah. So yeah, no, 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 a hundred percent agreed, you know, and, and for people that, you know, listen, there's regardless of, you know, if you're, if you're here and you came in into this cycle or the next cycle, there's always going to be those things. There's, I feel like there's always going to be something that happens. It's like big crypto news. This time it was Luna, you know, so or the the little like he was saying, the meme coins that that come into to place. So there's always um, something. There's always going to be something that, you know, drains a lot of liquidity out of the market. But the projects that are, you know, here to stay, you know, Colt Dow seems like it's going to be one of them you know, are, are the ones you want to look, start looking into. And in terms of your discord, going to what you were saying, I, a friend of mine um, bought some not too long ago, I think. And he was asking questions. I was like, dude, I have no idea. I just started seeing this stuff on Twitter. Um, and he's like, oh, okay, I, I've just joined their discord. I got all these answers to all my questions. It's like, okay, wow. Let me check this out. So um, I started doing a little bit of digging too. And um, seeing the Discord was really cool. And then obviously reading the manifesto was really cool. Seeing some of the staking mechanics too. So you guys are, like you said, positioning yourselves nicely. And um, I agree on the point of, you know, DAOs being the future of this space. I I think there's going to be a lot more of that. So, yeah, that's going to be really, really cool. Um. Let's see what else. Let me check this question here. Do you have any uh, plans for uh, future development in terms of um, like building more onto the the token itself? Or do you guys just want to continue to focus on these investment pathways? Are you looking into doing um, more web three quote unquote type stuff, like, uh, like any metaverse stuff, or are you guys strictly just going to try 
or the the contract are you going to stick to the contract essentially is what i'm saying no say more, there, there is no more building on cult because the keys are thrown away like it's perfect done, right so we're building the community and that will continue like this dashboard Excellent. get the word out maybe we're thinking about wanting to form a launch pad um there's also a big barrier to voting right now because of the high gas fees so I, we never even mentioned this but Everyone who held cult from May 10th to May 17th, we're getting an airdrop on the Polygon network. And this token is called oh. Revolt. And the Revolt tokenomics are very similar to cult, but instead of rewarding, um, well, first of all, instead of only the Guardians being able to push through proposals, everybody, 400 top 400 people, not top, 400 random people are going to be sort of what they call the cult manders, the guys who can decide what proposals to fund and the proposals are individuals so instead of funding projects we're funding people who are spreading the message for decentralization wow yeah so that's a very big thing that's going to happen sometime in mid to late june um and a lot of cult people are looking forward to that yeah that's that's really smart actually you're you're funding um or i should say you're rewarding you're rewarding people for their activity with cult. That's really cool. I think that's that's a good way to get more people involved too, which is incredibly, incredibly intelligent. So yeah, kudos. When was um I I remember reading about the um the airdrop. You had to have a certain amount and or no, you had to be holding it from a certain period of time, right? And then it was pretty much um um like screen capture um not screen cap what's the right word it's pretty much locked in like if you were holding it a certain time you had shot yeah snapshot a bunch of snapshots were taken between may 10th and may 17th we still don't know exactly how it's going to work but basically what's a snapshot it is a moment in time so the devs know who was holding what tokens on what date in what addresses Right. So mm-hmm. I would assume they took a shot at the 10th and they took one of the 17th to say who's still holding. Then there's going to be a distinction made if you hold over $10,000, if you've staked it or not, and you'll be penalized. And 10,000 is the number I'm going with, but it's a five figure number. We're not sure what it is. But if you hold a large enough bag and you did not stake your cult, um, then it's basically like, you know, you're not really contributing because you may be penalized. And not get as much of the airdrop. Okay, gotcha. So you're more rewarded for um, trying to to stake and you know help versus just holding it in a while and kind of not doing anything with it, not not having it help work. Gotcha. Excellent. That's very very cool. So with the revolt drop, is it purely for funding individuals, or is there going to be more to more to it than than just that um like are you going to be doing i don't think projects will come for funding i think it's i think it's going to be i think it's going to be for individuals doing things to spread the cause of decentralization okay and what require like what's what's the requirement for that is that going to be like social media or actual like real world uh, like causes, or is it kind of all of the above? All of the above. Okay. All of the above, like, you know, throwing balloons out, painting your face red, 
painting graffiti. I think we want to see some real revolutionary tactics. Okay. Wow. That's you know, <laughs> like storming the Federal Reserve and putting the cult mask on it. That's cool. <laughs> that'll be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And that'll be some viral stuff too. That'll go viral and um, be really cool to look at and see. I think that'll be something to behold. Um, yeah. I, I think about um, what's it? His artwork. Yeah. Bansky. Yeah. And it's like the street, it's just artwork every on the street, you know, it, it's, and people go see it. So something like that, you know, with, uh, rewarding that kind of stuff will make a lot of people uh, pay attention, I think. And it could end up being that type of thing where it's like some street artwork that that draws a ton of attention. Be cool to see one of the cult down masks on on a, a wall somewhere, you know, walking downtown in a city. I think that'd be really cool. So that's a really good idea as well. It sounds like so far, it sounds like everything's in good hands. <laughs> it sounds like you guys are taking this uh, to the next level. And the conviction is always good to hear from uh, people that are getting involved in it. So that's always really awesome to hear. Well, I have a bunch more uh, questions, but we'll have to save that for a part two. We're going to keep it pretty timely. Um, and Yeah, dear listeners, I'm sure they're going to have a way to get back to you and ask you questions, I would be more than happy to sit down with you for a part two. And this time, maybe I'll even show my face. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. So, yeah, listeners, we'll have a part two coming out to this soon. I think we'll we'll try and maybe put up this part. Uh, it'll be Saturday when you're listening, Saturday or Sunday. And then maybe part two a week after or something and get the full idea on. Um, and like he said, I'm going to field some questions in between that time. So uh, I'll put out a post or something and have people message me and whatever questions they have, then we can answer on air. Oh, that's awesome. Very, very cool. I appreciate your time for this part and uh, yeah, dreamers will uh, come back and we'll pick up right where we left off. Awesome. <laughs>